welcome to part two of issue 88 of Nintendo Power. This is the Playing With Power podcast, Nintendo Power Retrospective Magazine. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me for now is my co-host, Ben. Howdy doodly do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. Sorry for the, uh, sorry for the massive update. Or massive lack of update. I've been away for a little while. I moved. I moved to the south. <laughs> you had to get away. Your neighbor was uh, getting a little mega. Uh, <laughs> mega Mike. I'm all about it now. Love me some mega. Oh boy, you're a real you're a real mega man. Yeah. Did you hear about that? That 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 train of people coming through, the oh. big insurrection coming from Mexico. Yeah, the the caravan with the Muslims, of, the the caravan of Muslims. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, we gotta stop that. We gotta build that wall, son. <laughs> or you can just make America a bigger shithole than the country they come from, and then they won't want to go. And then they won't bother coming here or there. That's what Mag is all about. <laughs> Uh, was there ever a point where we never took a political stance? <laughs> uh, before the election? Uh, yeah. Uh, and those friggin' bombs that they're sending out now? Uh, like, if anybody really wanted to do America a favor, they'd send a bomb to the friggin' Trump rally and, you know, help help reduce all the assholes from the next election. No, that'll just, no, it'll just give them more ammunition. This is why everyone should own their own bomb kit. More bombs means safer MAGA rallies. If everyone was carrying a bomb, then nobody would want to blow each other up. Am I right? I'm right. (laughs) Uh, We're covering part two. uh, Pilot Wings 64. With the... uh, with the crash test dummy girl riding a jetpack on the insert. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you ever play this game? I did. It's boring. It's like a <laughs> launch of mini games. You kind of get to explore a single island uh, using a variety of uh, planes and jetpacks and stuff. You know, flying through hoops and all that. I mean, at the time, it was kind of novel because you couldn't, you hadn't really been able to explore a 3D space before. So just the exploration alone was kind of like the game. But um, it's it's really kind of uh, played out nowadays. There's that's kind of expected in every open world game now. Yeah. So I never bothered playing this game. It looks. Like the, the 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 CGI graphics that they're using as the clip art is definitely not what you're going to be getting in the game. Let's just say there's a reason there's not a Pilot Wings three. <laughs> no one's clamoring for this one to be released on the uh, N64 Classic Mini. Yeah, all the uh, all the video game characters in here. With with their various vehicles, they look like wacky races, but without the uh, likable characters or hard hitting drama and high stakes. 
Well, they bitched out because they have a character in here that looks exactly like Nestor, and they call him Hawk instead. Yeah, way to not own your own property, you dicks. Yeah. And a stop sign on his fin, which, you know, I wonder what that what that's all about. Twenty-eight. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if that was the number of uh, Howard Phillips's final issue of Nintendo Power. <laughs> Let's go back and look. It probably is. And then we've got a girl here who is probably a nod. She's all covered in pink, but on her uh, jetpack rig is BBS. So do you think that that's a a reference to the bulletin board system for the internet? (laughs) That's funny. Maybe. Well, speaking of more horrifying CGI, we have the fold-out poster of... Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble for Donkey Kong Country 3. And we've got <clears throat> Dixie riding her, her, uh, her, well, I don't want to say mongoloid brother, but can, yeah. can, can we have a, uh, a different term for him? Uh, he's larger than, he's wearing a baby clothes, but is much larger than a baby should be. Yeah, he, he like, like one of those uh, exceptional, like one of those uh, traditional, he, large, friendly, special people. He got fed. It's, it's like his mom fed him human growth hormone <laughs> hormone as a baby instead of breast milk. <laughs> and this is, he's six months old right here in this picture. <laughs> he's got like gigantism from, uh, from, yeah. Mr., from Mr. Burns's uh, pep, pep juice. That he gave to Daryl Strawberry. If Andre the Giant was an actual CGI ape, this is what he would be like at 18 months. <laughs> uh, so this is sad. So, something that's less sad. The Epic Center. And what are they uh, going to give us? They're going to give us SimCity 2000. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. Ah, so we have wonderful inserts of 1950 Redmond. I guess that's supposed to be 1950s Redmond, Washington. But uh, it doesn't look like the 50s because they're skyscrapers. And what appears to be in another insert, a black monolith alien claw machine thing. The whole, the whole city turns into a big claw game. That'd be funny. <laughs> and we got uh, water pipes. We got pipes for water, water pumps, water towers, treatment, and desalinate. Wow, they really went into the. Uh... Yeah, they really went into the uh, the minutia. Water management. <laughs> Getting into water management now. Yeah, it says the Super NES version of SimCity 2000 includes most of the features found in PC and Mac versions, but you don't have a map editor for sculpting the landscape before you begin. Once you've become play, however, you can raise or lower land as in the computer games. The other noticeable differences include the graphics, which can compete with the crispness of a computer monitor and the use of the controller rather than a mouse. For players who don't have a computer at home but but who love SimCity, this game provides the most bang for the buck. Within half an hour, you'll get used to the controls and be headed for a megapolis or megalopolis in the future you'll no, be able to be no 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 mike 
what you don't want to do, what you don't want to do is put fluoride in the water. Because everyone knows the fluoride may turn the friggin' frogs gay. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there was a town in Canada that didn't want their fluoride in the water, so they took it out. And uh, within a couple of months, people started getting more uh, teeth problems. Yeah, I'll bet. Because, you know, who, who would have thought that that shit actually did its job? Science. Who needs it? Remember, right? Yeah, fuck science. I mean, we have a president who doesn't believe... Well, not we. You have a president that doesn't believe in science, and look at America. It's fine. Hmm. Indeed. I mean, every time you see people crying in the streets or being angry about rights or something, just know that's the cucks being owned. That's how progress libtards. Owning the, the libtards. That's right. Uh, so the next page brings us to... Oh, sweet motherfuck. I can't believe they did it. They We got the uh, the Philips CDI art. I think this is fan art. It looks like someone combined Princess Zelda with uh, Aeon Flux. <laughs> You're right. Oh, shit. This isn't the Philips CDI Zelda. But no, God, this it is... looks close. This is like another crowdsourced uh, fan fiction that they had everyone uh, on their website write. It was a Hyrulean adventure, a link to the future. So they basically crowdsourced a fan fiction. <laughs> we got guy we got Marty the Wizrobe. That's in my this, favorite. He looks like Orko doing product placement. Yes. It's it's a really bored Orko with a pop can in his hand and a straw sticking out of it. It's like if Orko or a uh, a really festive clansman just decided, mm-hmm. uh, hey man, check out this coke. Or don't, whatever. It's mine. It's cool. And uh here's just a uh, a piece of this art of this uh, text. Echo. Hey, look, it's from Raleigh, a.k.a. Raleigh Coop, Scribe of Wisdom and Twinkie Master. Mog Triple X. Yes, ding dongs. Coupon. He truly is the Scribe of Wisdom. Scorp, are you sure? It could be a trick. It might be a foodicon. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck. We should have known at this point that the internet was was wrong. And just shut it off. I think this was the this was this is the turning point where we could have said, you know what? I think this is a good experiment, but you know, I don't think we need it. Yep, we should only leave the internet to the military. <laughs> <laughs> just like guns and bombs, it really does not belong in the hands of civilians. No. Well, I like uh, the art of the guy with the sword and the cape. That's kind of cool. And then there's sort of this weird monkey type <laughs> thing. And he looks like with he's With a just blade been, he's stabbing been, some kind of eyeball. He's been gashed by, like, Wolverine. That, or he continuously wipes the blood off on his black shirt, putting <laughs> blood on it. <laughs> That's he, disturbing. He cleans his sword by, by, by smearing it on his chest every time he kills someone. And then uh, I like... 
I think the one that's my favorite is Serious the Soldier or Serious Soldier. Kind of looks like an anime uh, character with the flowing cape and uh, multiple armor pieces all in green. He, he that's kind of nice. He looks like a feudal Japanese version of a robot master from Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Here's now these, the, oh, these maps. On. There's two different maps that people made for the island, which actually look pretty good. Yeah, for 1996 CG, uh, well, MS Paint, basically. Did you see the first one? I thought that was a legit Nintendo map. Yeah. The Hig, the Hig runes, Castle, Hunan, the mm-hmm. Aortai runes, Turtle Rock. Yeah, that's nice. Here's some more excerpts. Oh, boy. 2XL, an interdimensional traveler, was now traveling in Hyrule. Yes, this will be a nice world to conquer, 2XL said to himself. Then came Splat. Those aren't instructions. That's a sentence. Then came Splat. Hey, funny-looking dude, what's your name? Asked Splat. I am 2XL, dictator of 47 galaxies and soon to be the ruler of this one, answered the funny-looking dude. Splat had his pie ready. Oh, so now we know who Splat is. Splat the Clown made it his duty to put a pie in the face of just about everyone, from galactic rulers to the average slob on the street. As you can see in this touching scene from the posting entitled Splat vs. Forrest Gump. Well, well, we don't... I don't see... For, I No, Forrest Gump isn't getting a pie in the face here. It says... They didn't include it. A for, of course, Forrest got a pie in the face, just like Dorothy and her companions in The Wizard of Oz. Godzilla and the others. Apparently, life in Hyrule is like a pie in the face. Uh, That's all we need to know about this one. Yep, Splat was walking in the park when he noticed a man sitting on a bench. He put a pie behind his back, walked up to the man. Excuse me, sir, Splat giggled. What is your name? My name is Forrest. Forrest Gum. People like to call me Forrest Gum. For- Forrest picked up a box and said, Would you like a box of chocolates? Oh, man, this was... Oh, wow. Yeah, this is bad. And then we get Link being, uh, getting bad touched by Dark Link. (laughs) They're just battling. Settle down, you can see the swords to the left. (laughs) Oh, yes, way off to the left. Way off to the left, faded out to bl- faded out into the background and obscured by text, because yep. that's what they want you to. Because what they, they don't want you to be confused, they want to make it clear that this is what you're supposed to be looking at. Mm-hmm. So moving on to something sane, the strategy section where we talk about Mario Super Mario RPG: The Legend of the Seven Stars. And this one just tells you how many boxes are in which area, like the Mushroom Kingdom, Bandit Way, yada yada. And you can find a fungi lamp in Mario's pad, as well as getting an attack scarf, which are uh, items that will boost all of your attributes by 30 points. So that's, that's pretty much worth it. And uh, you'll be able to get it if you can perform a 30-hit super jump attack in battle. Did you see that video of the uh, guy that stacked 200 uh, Goombas on top of each other? I needed a power and, slide. Um, a, pa- a power stomp in uh, Odyssey. 
Oh, yeah, it's just a swarm of coins. <laughs> it was just, like, phenomenal. What's next? Well, yeah, I'm just trying to get past all this stuff. You get to see the ship's password on the route to Monster Town. Basically, if you were stuck in Mario RPG... This is the this is the issue where you're gonna get all the shit you need. And now finally Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. This is like a uh, long form interview with uh, Miyamoto about the N sixty four. God, was this there is pretty cool? Was there ever a picture of him where he didn't look like someone just put a mouse trap on his dick? Oh, that's not true. He's well, happy. I'm, I'm just asking, was there ever a picture where he doesn't look... He doesn't like, look like that. <laughs> he, he, he does in this one. Is that what happens to you when you put a mousetrap on your penis? Why don't you try it and see? If and you're in me? the middle of an interview and you're really... And it's really important that you can't leave, then you got to play through the pain. Then, yes, this is the face you will make. So they've made this game. What would Super you say? Before. What would you say? Put that look on his face. Because he's, he's looks... laughing. He's <laughs> laughing at something they said and smiling about it. Uh, Sony, <laughs> they are no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sony, we fucked them good. They won't be. They won't be a problem. <laughs> uh, he's not so much into dealing with competitors. They're all about themselves. So, did <sighs> you did you read this? I did. Oh, then tell me some of the uh, his some more, nuggets. Yeah, some give us some notes. fun facts from this interview. Is that uh, Super Mario sixty four took about uh, was was started development about a year and a half prior to the launch of the N sixty four. Actual production and development took a year. So they just did prototypes for six months and then spent another year developing the thing, which is really fast for a game that size with that level of complexity. Um, he did say that they, it took them like five to six years from concept to execution. So um, that's like developing the characters, cam- camera angles. So that's all the planning and stuff like that. They said their first thing they ever developed was Mario chasing a uh, rabbit. That said, Mario and Mips the rabbit in the basement of the castle were the only characters they had in the beginning. They used them repeatedly for testing. Uh, And they used that for testing the viewpoint, the camera angles. And um, if you've played Super Mario Odyssey, and when you get to the end at Peach's Castle, you will find that you can chase rabbits. So, and you can see a picture of the rabbit here on the scan in the middle of it. It's kind of a weird little orange pool noodle type thing. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Uh, they said that a lot of the actions and moves in the game, um, were, some of them were supposed to be useful for creating, uh, you know, passing puzzles and others were just in there and they let them in there to be fun. So like the leg sweep trip move was supposed to be able to knock bamboo poles down or defeat Goombas, but they didn't really get around to that. So it, uh, 
it's just kind of in there. This sounds like um, he talks a great deal about the camera. And this is the first game that they had to figure out how to use the camera. So and this is like the first controller that came default with uh, the analog stick. So it doesn't have a second analog stick for the camera. So they kind of have a... Have been uh, so simple. It, well, in retrospect, you know... T- Hindsight's twenty twenty. They're introducing this thing to a, to a whole new audience, you know. Um, so they try to do a compromise where you could press these four C buttons to move the camera around Mario in different situations. And then he uh, then he also talks about where did when did you add voices in the English version? And he'll talk about Mario saying, "Here we go." Peach talks during the final scene. He says, I wish we could sell this version in Japan for the one-year anniversary, but realistically, I don't think we can sell the English version in Japan since so many players already bought the Japanese version as soon as it was released. So does that mean the Japanese version didn't have a voice at all? It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, it says in the English version, characters speak much more than they do in the Japanese version. That is strange. And then it gets further strange when he says, uh, do you make changes in American games to fit the Japanese market? And he goes on to say, if we released Ken Griffey Jr. baseball in Japan, we would have to make minor changes like adding scenes and the sounds of fans hitting bells and drums to make it better fit our culture. So apparently in Japanese baseball, they bring bells into the audience. Mm -hmm. So fun facts. He said that... uh During the development of Super Mario 64, he was also developing Zelda 64, which becomes Ocarina of Time, and he comes up with ideas for one game, and then we'll use it in the other, and vice versa. So he switched ideas between the two uh, games. So I thought that was interesting. And we see a uh, screenshot of Zelda where it looks like he's fighting Metal Mm -hmm. Mario. Mm -hmm. And I don't recall Zelda or Link... Having a uh, such a pronounced nose. <laughs> yeah, that was like their demonstration video of like what Zelda was going to look like. It was just a tech demo of him fighting uh, that character right there. <laughs> oh my god, this picture of Shiggy. It looks like he's giving everybody a titty twister. I don't know what's happening with that. <laughs> you can't justify this one. He's got a shit-eating grin on his face, and he's got his... He, he's hes giving us a titty twister. He's an odd dude, I'll give you that. <laughs> so here's what's interesting to me, because I love Wave Wave 64. They talk about the big change from... Uh, previously, at the last Shushinkai, they showed off Wave Wave 64 having like different types of watercraft. And um, they asked him, like, okay, why did you switch from that to do, like, these jet skis? And they're very uh, different from what we saw. And um, he said they concentrated on the water, um, making the water realistic as possible before the show, and they concentrated on the vehicles after the show. Uh, they decided on jet skis later. They said, boats look pretty good, but I didn't think that Wave Race 64 would be unique from similar games and other systems if we use boats. Jet, key, jet skis can show main maneuvers that work well in the realistic waters of Wave Race 64. 
this looks like water sports racing because this insert basically looks like it's taking place inside a bladder. <laughs> it's a sunset. Uh, they talk about he, they ask him about uh, Star Fox um, sixty four. They ask about a tank, and he kind of gives it away. Yeah, you can get a tank in it. They ask him about Mario Kart R, which is interesting that they called it Mario Kart R before Mario Kart sixty four. And they he talks a little bit about the control stick and how to handle it, um, but uh, he doesn't get too much into Mario Kart. Yeah, they talk we about do, we do get to see him Elvis out. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, they just talk about the different types of technologies: three D versus two D. And do you think they ask him? Do you think you can you would be able to put any two D games on the sixty four? They all going to be three D from here on out. And, you know, he makes the case for, like, well, you want to use it where it makes sense, you know. And he says, well, for example, Yoshi's Island, we had some, you know, 3D technology used in Yoshi's Island, but it was a 2D game. So he kind of lays the, anyone's fears to rest that all games are going to be 3D going forward. So that's kind of all um, that they had in there. He talks about the memory pack. They asked him about the 64DD. And he kind of doesn't really answer it. He he, this is where it's acknowledged. Like, oh, we want to use to use in the future. And um, you know, he doesn't really talk more about it. And then his last bit of the interview is him trying to sell the uh, reader on the N sixty four. So, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, you won't regret getting it, is what he says. And there's I- an interesting uh, anecdote in here about um, a Nintendo Power senior editor going to Kyoto to work on the English version of Super Mario 64. She wrote the English screen text and then they recorded her for the Princess Toadstool voiceover. So I thought that was interesting. They're just like, oh, while you're here, you can be Princess Peach. Oh, shit. That was... That was cool. Mm-hmm. So she's the one that says, Oh, Mario. Princess Peach. Yeah. I made you a cake. So she also talks about uh, Miyamoto and then says that he he likes to play music in the office and you can see a picture with him playing a guitar like right in the office. He's even got like the that Elvis kneel. Yeah. You can dig it. Yeah, and oh. there, and Mario looks like he just stepped in Yoshi poop. <laughs> so, pretty interesting read, I must say. And less of a uh, sorry about that, Yon. Uh, le- less interesting read and more pictures is Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. So is this going like Street Fighter where this is like the third or fourth Mortal Kombat 3? Yeah. <laughs> we already did this one last month. This, uh, I don't know, they're pre- we just did Mortal Kombat 3, 3 in the last issue. And now they're previewing Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Right? Yep. Yeah, oh no, so- excuse me. It was Mortal Kombat Trilogy for the N64 which has all three games in it but or kind of sort of it doesn't really have all three games in it 
but now they have Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 for the Super Nintendo. So oh if you still have the Super NES and you want the you and you already have the regular one, you want the Ultimate one. Here you go. And and there's two Sub Zeros in it. Yes. The Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, and the Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat 3. Hooray! Hooray uh, for palette swaps. So, moving on to something hopefully a bit more palatable. Disney's Pinocchio. You know, it's only about 60 years. So, yeah, it was due for a video game. Of course, uh, you gotta give them credit. Disney does good Super Nintendo games. The Lion King looked great. Uh... Pocahontas. Did they do a Pocahontas for the... Uh, did they do Little Mermaid for the Super, or was it just a regular Nintendo? I know they had a Game Boy one of both of those movies. They were yeah. awful. Yeah, better on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Mickey's Magic Castle. That's the one I was trying to think of. So the Disney games for the Super Nintendo, and Aladdin, also great so, did you get a chance to uh, see how this game played out? Because it looks fantastic. I believe the complaint about this was, although the animations are beautiful, they take a long time to finish, so the whole game feels very slow. And like, bl- like the play is very balloony. <laughs> it's lagging. Yeah, it just it's kind of not terribly fun to play is what I gathered so pretty nice to look at not nice to play is what I gathered well speaking of the exact opposite we've got NBA Hang Time which is NBA Jam but by a different company isn't this the same create no it's the same thing why is it called NBA Hang Time then did they lose licenses it's by Williams which is the same publisher as NBA Jam? They have the teams. They have. I see. Dennis no, they Rodman. have. They have. I see Rodman. I don't. Yeah, they have some people. Camp, Peyton, Longley. Uh, we got. <laughs> oh my God, we've got kids here. Uh, we have a pig from apparently the Lord, uh, the Lord of the Flies. The uh, a werewolf from the Howling. And then on the right, and then we've got this guy who looks like what I imagine Lord Humongous looks like behind that Jason mask. And then next to him, we've got Greedo. All right, so I figured it out. Um, Oh my god, there's one with a chicken head. (laughs) Nice. Oh, wow. So NBA Hang Time is from the same creators as NBA Jam. Uh, reason why it's not called NBA Jam is Acclaim acquired the lights to the title NBA Jam. Uh, and there was a game called NBA Jam Extreme that was published the same year as Hang Time. Uh, let's see here. Computer video games dubbed Hang Time, quote, the real and quite worthy successor successor to NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Did the so, NBA Jam allow you to create your own characters, or was it always just, uh, you know, predetermined characters? 
Uh, you cannot create your own characters. So the uh, arcade version of this game got pretty well reviewed, but the the uh, console ports did rather poorly. Didn't translate as well. Probably because they didn't have a claim anymore to do their porting. <laughs> Man, that, that kid, that little kid in the middle of those, like they have a, a pig, a wolf, mm. and for some reason the little... The little boy from the first season of Boy Meets World. <laughs> the little dorky kid, Minkus. <laughs> Minkus? Yeah, he was that dorky kid that was always, like, the really super nerdy one. Mm. But uh, he didn't get too much plot time, and I guess they wrote him out in later ep- uh, later seasons. But, you know, I remembered him, because how do you forget a name like Minkus? I only remember Topanga. <clears throat> oh, shit, yeah. Damn, Sam. She still looks like that. She's just... I, I don't know why we don't see more of her. Because she is still, like, just goddess-level gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Guess she's just got a bad manager, or she's lazy. I think she dropped out of acting for a while on purpose. Hmm. Yep, so lazy. <laughs> she was on, like, Dancing with the Stars or something. And then they had that horrible reboot of Boy Meets World that she was in. Yeah. It's like man meets boy. Girl meets world. Man goes to prison for meeting boy. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Uh, Hansen, followed by Chris Hansen meets man in kitchen on stool. Man meets soap on f- in shower. Corey, it looked like you were about to <coughs> meet up with a young man here. N- no, Mr. Feeney, that's not what it's like at all. <laughs> well, I've got the police outside. Oh, Mr. Matthews, we found some interesting things in your trunk. If you weren't meeting a little girl, can you explain why you had all this duct tape and lie? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I was just going to be doing some uh, uh, gu- gu- stump, stump removal. <laughs> okay, so on a less molesty uh, <laughs> offering, we've got Titus's new Super NES offering, where we have just 73 minutes as the game clock ticks down to a dethroned prince recap. To help a dethroned prince recapture his crown. So this this sounds like a game where the timer actually, you know, has real world consequences rather than just making you look at, turn to your right, and mm-hmm. just fall down and die. <laughs> prince of so. Persia 2, Shadow in the Flame. This looks good. What does that mean? uh, No, I have not. Graphics look decent. It looks like a true sequel to the original Prince of Persia. And Titus does some decent platformers. Late late entry Super Nintendo titles. A whole bunch by Titus for some reason. Well, they they published them at least. Yeah, then we got uh, the princess looking up from the balcony on page... 
77. Mm-hmm. We've got the princess looking out the balcony like she just watched a guy drop down his pants and start jerking off in front of her. And this is like the first like split second where she's just before she realizes exactly what's happening. Like her brain's trying she's trying to ask her brain Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? No, Something no. tells me you've seen this look on a woman before. <laughs> Do you hang out often in front of window women's windowsills? <laughs> I haven't done that since 15. No, okay. Yeah, it gets super rapey on the next page. Page 78. With the uh. oversized head of, this, of the... Uh, Sultan or, or sorcerer or whoever. Yeah, the, Jaf- the the Jafar analog. You could tell he's evil because he has a goatee. <laughs> that guy. And he's just like standing right behind her. And she's like, no, not in that place. Do not want. No, thank we- you, Mr. Bryant. <laughs> and then we get to see the next one with... Uh... Frick, this guy looks like... Uh... The, the prince, when you get to see his face, he looks like Paul Newman. <laughs> a little bit. Or uh, James Dean. Either way, like, he's definitely mm. got, like, a 50s heartthrob look to him. Mm. Which, uh, you know, pretty typical of a, a 50s movie where it takes place in Persia, but everybody's white. And he wants to give that princess some of Prince's own dressing. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm going to give you my own ranch dressing. <laughs> so, next we've got the classified information. Uh, we got Mega Man 3 with the chip enhancer. The doctor will give you the latest tech, making your robot body gleam with newfound power. And then we got the Jack Bros. All right, what is one of the only what? How many good games was there? This one and Wario. I think so. And you can emulate this, right? Yeah, you can. Okay. On the on the RetroArch, you can emulate this and stick it in a, a Google Cardboard device and actually play it in three D if you want to. Hmm. That's a lot of effort for not a whole lot of games, by the way. I think it's uh, worth it just for Wario Land. I don't really think it's worth it for Jack Bros. How will, other, you play, how will you play it in cardboard if the phone is on your face? How are you going to interact with it? Will you get a Bluetooth controller? Oh. Smart guy. Oh, emulators do that now on phones? Of course they do. Huh. What year is this? Yeah, you get a Bluetooth controller, you hook that up, you get that all set up and whatnot, you load the game up, make sure that all loads, and then uh, you do the magic, which is not terribly difficult, but takes a while to get the uh, uh, two images to separate so you can use it on a Google Cardboard device. I did it. It's okay. Hmm. Yeah, the other game I was thinking of was the... uh, Tolero boxing was pretty awesome in 3D. That's okay, a fun 3D game. So, 
uh, up to, but no more than five games. Yes. No, less than five games, definitely. Unless you consider the the torture that is Waterworld to be a fun experience. Well, Panic Bomber looks... Well, basically, Panic Bomber looks like Yoshi's cookie. Panic Bomber looks like it doesn't need, need to be on the Virtual Boy. My whole yeah. thing is, like, if it doesn't need to use the 3D effect for the gameplay, don't bother putting it, don't bother playing it. Speaking of don't bother playing, it looks like we've got the Phantom, who is a regular-sized dude with one massive right hand. God, that game was dog shit. <laughs> that game was dog shit. That cartoon was dog shit. The movie was dog shit. I mean, it's just complete and epic failure all around. That entire <laughs> franchise is just complete horse horse bucky. <laughs> uh, Billy Zane hasn't worked since. Was that the movie that? Well, didn't Titanic come out after? Hmm. Well, I guess we forget. We just pretend that that massive blockbuster chick flick doesn't exist. <laughs> But I guess he hasn't worked since Titanic. I guess the boat wasn't the only thing that sank. Oh, excuse me. He, he got a gig playing uh, Colonel Sanders. In what, a funnier dive video? <laughs> Recently, like in advertisements. <laughs> oh my god, that's his big comeback. Yes. <laughs> uh. So we got other things here like Romance 4 of the Three Kingdoms Wall of Fire where you can get free soldiers or if you really want to win the game don't play Hey, fun got- fact by the way Bruce Campbell got beat out by Billy Zane for the part of the Phantom Oh my god do you think he would have do you think he could have saved it, or at least it would have been a more entertaining train wreck? Probably a little more entertaining, but I think it still would have been bad. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you can really blame the direction or the editing on Billy Zane. Hmm. Yeah. Where were we? NBA Live '96 Legends Rookies More. Like Archibald, remember the remember the basketballer Archibald. How about Thurman Snow, or Ostertag, or Meek? <laughs> well, he didn't do too good on the court, but he did inherit the earth. So <laughs> there you go. And then, and then Snow. Who basically just sits on the half court singing in forma. You know, singing. Oh, I was going to say he knows nothing, but. <laughs> your reference is older. War 2410. It, it, it's, it's, it's more closer to the time of this magazine. True. War 2410, what is it good for in the future? Uh, same thing as always. Absolutely nothing. Another another dog shit game. Okay. Oh, oh, all right. Listen up, dog faces. Since you're having so much trouble breaking through enemy lines, we have all the passwords for War 2410. Now get out there and get the job done, Marine. Hoorah! Hoorah! 
And we got basically what looks like a uh, <laughs> like a Super Nintendo version of Command and Conquer. Ugh. Oh, and there's more classic codes for the Game Boy. For Mega Man, passwords galore, and then Super Star Wars. Otherwise known as filler. Oh boy, the debug menu and invincibility. So when the start game box appears, you have to quickly press A A A A X B B B B B Y X X X X X A Y Y Y Y Y B. And then once the game starts, you can clear any stage by pressing start on controller two. To access the debug menu, press L and R simultaneously. God, like, there's no way anybody just discovered this on their own. No, the guy from the magazine. And then we can start uh, Extra Lives and a lightsaber. So you can start the first issue or the first episode with the lightsaber already in hand on your mission to find the lightsaber. <laughs> and then now we've got Tetris Attack. It's flipping fun. And everything is red. Is this Virtual Boy? No, it's no, Super Game Boy. We've reviewed this for the uh, Super Nintendo already. This is the Game Boy version of the same game. This is the one that is basically like uh, Candy Crush and uh, has nothing to do with Yoshi or with Tetris, but yet they put them together into a game and we have this abomination. So, there you go. Yeah, we got a picture of Bowser looking pretty much like I'm pretty sure that's the same face every gamer made when they thought this game was going to be good. I like Tetris and I like Yoshi. The fuck is this? <laughs> and then we got Bowser doing his like his hip hop mean mugging. Like he's on the cover of NWA album. And then we got a, uh, a Wiggler and Yoshi. And then we see uh, Pick a Character. And it looks like we got like a little game screen, like a little game screen cutscene of Yoshi walking along a platform about to fuck up a big Koopa. Yeah, there's a little story mode I didn't realize was in there. So you beat levels, and in between the levels, there's like a little uh, interstitial. Bowser has cast a spell over the inhabitants of Yoshi's Island, and it's up to Yoshi to save the day. As you complete the stages in one-player versus mode, more characters join Yoshi in his fight to save Yoshi's Island. If you want to fight Bowser in the final round, you must complete all the stages on the hard game level. Oh, fuck that. Oh, wow. This is like the the story mode for Dr. Mario 64. (laughs) Yeah. The story mode for Soul Calibur. (laughs) (laughs) The story mode for Street Fighter. (laughs) And now we've got two games in one pack. Battlezone, which has... uh, Oh, this is for Game Boy. So these colors are are arcade legit colors on on the um, uh, Super Game Boy. Yeah, this is finally the time when the Game Boy can properly emulate an entire system. 
And uh, it's a bunch of polygons and shit, so this really would have been at home on the Virtual Boy as well. <clears throat> Except at this point, they probably realized, oh, fuck this. No, we can't do this. Like, this to hell with that. Garbage. To hell with that. We can't make money that way. Yeah, and then we got Super Breakout. And it says progressive. So I guess it wants to give gay people rights. Apparently. And there's block breaking basics. Oh, yes, because they have to teach you how to play Breakout. Ah, uh, yes, Breakout. The only game available on a Macintosh system until the year 2008. <laughs> Excuse me, there was Marathon in between there, and that's about it before they started making Halo. Uh, appar- apparently Zork also came out, so... That eventually got ported. Zork schmork. I'm just saying, the Mac was a, a, a wasteland of no, no games for many years. <laughs> Except for Breakout and Super Breakout. <gasps> So I actually saw a Mac person defend the Mac's gaming capabilities by saying, we've got Breakout and Super Breakout. Yes, that was Gus. That was Gus from uh, Rooster Teeth. Uh, Is that what it was from? Yeah, he was that that guy with like that... uh, Red versus Blue? Yeah, Red versus Blue. Nice. Yeah, that's the one where he's like, we got, like, Breakout, Super Breakout, Zork. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we're going to get, we're going to get others eventually. Maybe sometime. So here on the Battle Zone, we've got Super Mario RPG, best time on the Moleville Mountain Minecart Ride, and the time goes to Canada. Mike Brody from Kitchener, Ontario, taking the gold to Canada. (laughs) And then in Super Mario Kart, best time on Choco Island 2, Niagara on the Lake, Ontario. Yay, kicking more ass. Oh my gosh, someone from Fountain Hills lived there that wasn't... uh... 80 years old? Jeff Tuttle wow. was four seconds behind Jay Berzachowski. Wow. I didn't realize that anyone under the age of 60 lived in uh, Fountain Hills. Sorry, that's a local uh, Phoenix, Arizona joke for you. There's a bunch of old people living in Fountain Hills. So it's the Florida of Arizona. It is the retiree community of Arizona. That and Sun City. If I saw Sun City on here, I'd pass out. They literally <laughs> have... The streets have golf carts on them. You have to watch out for golf carts. <laughs> uh, or, or <laughs> Well, that's like the rich people's rascals. I guess. Yeah. Now playing for October 1996, Battlezone slash Super Breakout by Black Pearl. Two megabits memory size. Two arcade games come together on Super Game Boy. Wow, I wonder what they had to pad this out to make it not one megabit. 
That's uh, all. Probably, the, probably those epic borders. Yes, yeah, the borders. I was gonna say for the Super Game Boy. Uh, and the uh, the positive is two games in one game pack. Simple but involving gameplay. <laughs> Your definition of involving is stretched. And then at the for the negative, confusing selection screen. How bad could it be? You're selecting between one game or the other. Somehow they fucked it up. <laughs> that's pretty bad. <laughs> that, that, that takes effort. Yeah, that, that's some talent right there. Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy. An arcade classic ape dated from the 90s. Comes with save features and is 4 megabits from Nintendo. Positives are it's a 1999 MSRP is hard to beat. New stages and old. However, arcade-style control may seem awkward. Lufia 2 Rise of the Sinistrals. Gotta wanna, I gotta get back on this game. This looks good. Natsumi's sprawling adventure finally reaches the stores. And it says here, a sprawling epic with RPG and adventure features, player-friendly, good graphics, lots of play value, four slots of battery-backed memory. Negative, however, play control is a bit quick. Can, can you explain that sentence? No. Play can, like the game's too fast? It's too responsive? It's too good. It predicts what you're going to press? I don't understand. It's too quick because it knows what you're going to press before you press it. Yeah, it's not like it's saying like you're sliding all over the place. Like like the ground is made of ice or something. Okay, there must be running... There, Yeah, they're just running old reviews in here now. So Donkey Kong 94, that came out in the last year? It says September 1996, but that's not true. They're having a... Uh, this is like their classics edition line that's like on sale so they had Donkey Kong 94 in here for Game Boy they have Mario Paint in here for Super NES Miss Pac-Man for Super NES uh what else is here in here Toy Mario Story Paint. Mario Paint which they covered last year is just coming out now Super Mario Land for Game Boy so I say we skip the uh, re-releases and just go to the new new garbage. Hmm. Okay. We can go through it all. It's your call, my friend. Well, you yeah, are the well. captain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, we'll cover the old ones. We like it's not going to take that long. Plus, it's always fun to hear like them. Mario try Pete. To, try to, hmm? Mario Pete comes with a save feature. Create a masterpiece in your Super NES. It's open-ended, creative fun, easy to learn and use, powerful graphic effects. However, only one picture can be saved at a time. And you didn't even have phones to take a picture of the screen to save it for later. Mm-mm. You have to get your actual camera out. Well, you can take, like, a Polaroid your, of it. Your film camera. Mortal Kombat Trilogy. The biggest MK of all all time comes to the N64. Tons of combatants, excellent options, good play control and graphics, combat codes. However, if you're looking for radical differences from previous MK games, you won't find them here. Yeah. 
You won't find them here. Yeah, see? Miss Pac-Man for the Super NES. Are you hungry for a classic arcade feast? It's fast, fun, and simple. However, play control is not responsive enough in booster mode. <laughs> oh my god, what? You're like 90s game show host. <laughs> Coming now, Prince of Persia 2. Puzzles, traps, sword fights, and the sense of time are running out. You'll love the excellent animation, variety of puzzles and traps. Your harsh, your mellow might be a little harsh, however, by the repetitious play, and the play control is a little touchy, like my mother-in-law. <laughs> but wait, there's more! Get ready! Get set! Here comes Street Fighter Alpha 2! Published by Nintendo coming October 1996 with a whopping 32 megabytes of storage. The Whoa. original Street Fighting series returns for the Super NES. Fast, fun, radical, new and familiar characters plus super moves. However, uneven character balance. Super Mario Land, the first Mario game for Game Boy, is back in time for the release of the Game Boy Pocket. That's right, if you missed out on this game, then you probably wouldn't be interested in it now, but here it is anyway. <laughs> four worlds. Wow, four fucking worlds. That's a plus. And, and an MSRP of only $20, so... Wow, so that's $5 a world <laughs> you're paying for. Oh, fuck. This, I'm having a hard time justifying that plus. I stand behind that game. It, it was good, and the music was catchy. And Mario... Yep. By the way, a, a fantastic a Mario theme... A, fantastic Mario theme not composed by Koji Kondo. Eat it, Koji. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, instead of a, a fireball, he basically he basically plays handball with his enemies and shoots a rubber ball at them. Hmm. However, there are some character blur on the animation in some parts. Wow, they could have touched it up a little bit. They could have given it a nice remastering, but no. Toy Story from Nintendo. Disney's Toy Story returns to the Super NES in 1996. It has beautiful graphics and a variety of gameplay. However, young Toy Story fans may find some areas frustrating. Play control is awkward at times. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes, the uh, the graphics are beautiful. We get to see Woody riding the dino. Well, he's uh, well, he's opened the door. He's gotten out on the floor, and now he's walking his dinosaur. Mm. So let's see what the editors liked. It looks like they really, really loved Street Fighter Alpha Two. Um, <laughs> some of them are still enjoying Mario Paint. <laughs> More than Mortal Kombat. Or Donkey Kong 94. No one's enjoying Prince of Persia 2, Lufia 2, or Battlezone Super Breakout. Okay, I, I can't speak for Prince of Persia 2, but fuck them. 
They have RPG. They got two RPG fans, Leslie and Terry. And both of them just ended up turning the other way on this thing, which got decent scores. 3.5 for graphics and 3.7 for challenge. Four for theme. You know, Leslie didn't even vote on any of them. Mortal Kombat Trilogy had lower scores. The problem is Leslie abstained from voting. This is what happens when you don't get out the vote, kids. (laughs) Things like Street Fighter Alpha 2 win... And you don't even have a vote in here for Lufia 2, Leslie. You know, this is the problem. Leslie was off in Japan recording Princess Peach's lines and not sending in her vote for Lufia 2. Yeah. Got to take it more seriously. Evil triumphs when good people do nothing. Mm -hmm. That's right. We got Packwatch, the inside source on the future games. We got Blast Core. Yes. We got, uh, <laughs> oh my God! We got a we got a guy on the left that looks like a a psychotic skinny version of Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, this game is awesome. I I like it. It's a <laughs> the whole idea is to blow shit up with a variety of different vehicles, and each each you're basically trying to prevent a nuclear meltdown. Like there's the the cockamamie story is that there's a, a a truck or a train that uh, has, is carrying a nuclear warhead and can't be stopped. So the only thing to do is to bash everything out of its way. And you start off with just like a truck, then you get into some like a bulldozer, and then they start getting weird, which I love. They get like robots with like big hammer arms, and then. Super robots that just like smash entire airports in like seconds. So you are timed by by uh, you know how much you smash, and you also have to smash a specific um, path through for uh, this train to come through. So it gets really difficult in the later stages. So, so the premise is is that with a train track laid out on the ground, some assholes built right on top of these fucking tracks. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. I, that I these forget. people just built shit right over these tracks that are apparently still in use. It's a missile carrier. It's not a train track, necessarily. It's just like a car that apparently never runs out of fuel. <laughs> and has an armed nuclear warhead on it. <laughs> Wow. I didn't say the story made sense. I said it was a fun game. This is made by Rare, and this is before they did uh, GoldenEye. It's got the same composer as GoldenEye. Next, we've got Killer Instinct Gold. (laughs) The the composer of this and uh, GoldenEye, his name's Graham Norgate, and he was interviewed at one point saying that... um, he, uh, they were at some like after, um, after event at like a convention, and it was like GoldenEye was real big at the time, and everyone's congratulating them, and giving them drinks, right? So he was like totally plastered in the bathroom, and um, he had just pantsed one of his like coworkers, 
and turns around face to face with Miyamoto. (laughs) 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 And he's like, that's the only time I met the guy. And he just said, like, I like the music in your game. And (laughs) it's like the most awkward thing ever. I was like, I thought I was going to get fired for it. I'll have to find it and send to you. It's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. And then we got more Turok. More uh, Turok. Do you like having the fog of war exactly five feet in front of your face? But yet the enemy is six feet in front of your face? Then you'll love Turok 2 and 3. And next is Incantation. A uh, delightful 2D sprite-based platformer for the Super Nintendo. Titus's fifth Super NES title of the fall. Yes, their fifth game this fall. Not this year, just this fucking season. They're just flushing them all out and <laughs> all this console still has life. And the game looks good. It looks like a, uh, a nice little Titus game. Yep. And next is Battle Area Toshinden. And that's four megabits, and it it is... Uh, it's the Game well, Boy it's port. it's got to be a Game Boy game. Yeah, it's just a Game Boy port. And it's uh, Japanese guys fighting each other with swords, kanabos, katanas... So it's like Street Fighter, but people decided, let's bring a fucking weapon into the Mm -hmm. ring. And then Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, they're just previewing the Tokyo Game Show that's coming up. Well, I mean, they're still talking about the last one, but I mean, they're teasing up Shishinkai in November. Yeah, next is Load Runner for N64, so I can't wait to see how they uh, mapped out Harrison Ford's face. That's what I had to say about Load Runner. I thought you were just shitting on my on my Blade Runner joke. Was that what the reference was? Yeah, I thought you knew Load something Runner, I didn't. Blade Runner. Hmm. Load Runner, the coyotes after you. What's that Load movie? Runner. I think it has Runner in it, or like uh, if you get a certain age, you like get killed off. Logan's Run? Logan's Run. That's what I was thinking of. Much better movie than this is a game. And then we got a picture of John Madden, which... Every time I see John Madden, I see Donald Trump. Boom! Tough act of MAGA, huh? (laughs) And then for some reason, they talk about wiring into the N64, so they got good news. No, 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 no. What what you want to do... You want to get the Mexicans from 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 this side of of the of the fence on, on, on the other. That, that's 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 what we want you to do there. Because you know, if we if if they get if they get through, they'll they'll join Antifa and their death squads. You you don't want M eighty three to uh, to be to be over here making M eighty rockets. That, yeah, that's what you don't want. Next thing you know, everyone's going to be joining MST3K. I mean, no, <laughs> nobody wants that. Uh, ABC, it's time for a break. They're, they're going to be taking over, and next thing you know, we're all going to be forced to obey Shawarma Law. 
I want a fucking gyro. I don't need somebody with a towel on their head telling me I have to eat a different type of wrapped meat. All right. Wiring in the N64, really covering this? I guess... They're just telling us about his composite cables that go in the back. I, why are they mentioning it? I don't know. Why F- wouldn't this be in the menu? It. And there's also an adapter so you can use the uh, the RF to go into your TV antenna if you don't want uh, if you don't want that resolution. So players, po- uh, if you have an old ass television and are broke as hell, don't worry. We will still sell you some shitty adapter that you can still use your shitty TV with. Congratulations. Okay, this You're this stuck prize, in the past. The 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 play, Nintendo Power Players Poll Prize. Oh shit. Third prize of course is 50 Nintendo Power t-shirts. Five second prize winners get the Mario Payload, a Super Mario 64 sweatshirt, a Super Mario 64 soundtrack CD or cassette, and Super Mario 64. So what could be better than getting the game? Oh, shit. The grand prize. You can collect 100 gold coins and win your own star. That's right. Real gold coins. And you will have your... You will name your own star. What does that mean? I guess they made a deal with NASA to, like... That they just bought one of the unnamed stars that they found. And they're just... Hey... Can you let us name that? And they just bought it and they're like, yeah. Then they just hand you the D to your own star and you register it somehow. <laughs> okay. Okay. And we're just, we're going to, fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm going to see if anyone did get the Nintendo Power Star. So it does actually say they'll actually receive 100 one-tenth ounce American Eagle gold coins. Uh, and they say that coins pictured are larger than actual size, which means they are tiny. But the total value is $5,000. So, apparently, worth your weight in gold is is uh, true still. And uh, Mario is here thinking, going, Real gold coins. I wonder how many pizzas I can buy. And then the star is going, Give me a name. I'll be yours forever. What'd you find, Mike? Not finding anything yet. <clears throat> Super. This is great podcasting. <laughs> okay, just... Is it called the player's poll? Oh, Captain. Yeah. Player's poll, 96. Name... Star. Well, that's not how you Google that. Everything is fucked up. Now I got like 95.9 FM Calgary's perfect mix. <laughs> okay, you try looking up this. Mm, not not now. What what do you mean not now? This is the time that we're this is where the information's gonna get across. It will. Well the all three listeners at our left. Hello, friends. (sighs) 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm my. I've lost my Google foo. All right, let's see here. Well, I didn't find anything about that player's poll, but I did find our own website as like the fifth result down. So there <laughs> you go. Well, that's a long. Yeah, I'll just have to put that in there. Just remind me to cut that fucking shit out. Okay, so three, two, one. And the internet has failed us. We don't know if anybody won the prize, got to name a star. Or if they simply got the cash value, simply like the guy that won the mask uh, uh, prize and never got to be in a mask movie. So, what's coming up next issue, volume 90. It's a jungle out there and only Nintendo Power has the tips and strategies to get you through. Catch the in-depth exclusive DKC3 review in the November issue. And then Shadows of the Empire, we got a sweet comic of Princess Leia handing off R2-D2 to some blonde. Sam Broad. And then Killer Instinct Gold and Wave Race 64. Woohoo! And a, uh, we got a sweet game that you can... Uh, or no, this 64 before. Reasons to Play the Instant Win Game. Yeah, we did this before. Yep, so let's read the back issue. Fun, fun, fun. But Daddy's not taking your T-Bird away. He's getting you an N64. Hmm. So that's all for this issue. Thank you for sticking around if you did. And we finally got to uh, record it, and we'll be finishing up uh, November and December with Ben, and then we'll be handing the reins over to... Ivan, yes, Ivan will be joining us as uh, attempted possible, maybe interim host. <laughs> maybe this podcast is fucking dead in the water. Who knows? I'm going to try. I'm going to keep thumping its chest, screaming, don't you die on me. And maybe I'll maybe it'll cough and wake up and maybe it'll just lie there motionless and we'll just see the uh, the EKG flatlining. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, he's under contract to finish out the year, so. <laughs> Mike will let me go. <laughs> okay. You made a promise, man. I know. I promise know. Promise means something. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it. It's happening. Hey, and everyone wants to hear about me. I've got my own show now. Yes, by myself. I post like 
once a week or so. It's called uh, Repeat One. It is about uh, songs you can play on loop and the stories behind them. They're short. They're like three to seven minutes each. I talk about a single song and the history behind it. I enjoy doing it. I would like to have a larger audience. Please check it out. It's http colon slash slash repeat dot one. That's O-N-E. That's right. You forgot the www. Oh, shit. No, I don't need... You don't They'll need never to, find it. You don't need to have the www. That's, that's superfluous. The, you don't need it. No, that's that. That's what happened with the uh, with the Internet 2.0. That's right. We we managed to get past that. We did. Or you can go to facebook.com slash repeat one podcast and check it out there. Uh, sweet. That's how you can reach me. And as for me, you can listen to me talk about horror movies on the Graveyard Shift Horror with Sheldon and Mike. We talk about... We take a movie every week that's been uh, suggested by our listeners or... If none of them came up with anything good, or we just decided we wanted to do something good for a change, we'll pick a movie of our choosing, and then we will uh, talk about it, the good, the bad, and things that just puzzle the shit out of us, if need be. And then I also do a show, Technobabble, with Mike and Rich, which is what you will uh, be looking for, because there's other shows called Technobabble. So just look for the one done by Mike and Rich. And you can hear me and Rich Reader talk about, nin- talk about uh, well, not Nintendo Power. <laughs> I'm used to doing my plugs <clears throat> in a different order. <laughs> you, you so hold on. And- you have two show, two other shows now that also, that, that you didn't do the search engine optimization for? They both have other sh- competitors with the same names? Well, I can still tell people to look for that it's by me. Mm. For sure. Because, you know, I did look. I I looked to make sure they weren't done by other guys named Mike. (laughs) I did some research. You could have Googled. This is where your Google skills are failing you. I was looking up podcast names before you go and name your podcast. I'm going to go call uh, mine the Mark Marin podcast. Let's, that'll be fine, right? <laughs> and How about and the Nerdist? Then, let's call it the, ne- the next one the Nerdist. How does that? That sounds pretty unique, right? It's pretty cool. Yeah, because I'm a nerd. And it's like I'm an artist. Yeah. So. The Nerdist. Perfect. I love it. Totally and unique. Then, and then finally, we got the, uh, the taste test, Retro Gaming with Flavor. That is what you will use because uh, if you just don't want, if you want to listen to the taste test, but you don't want to keep digging through this archive, well, congratulations, you won't have to for long. Pretty soon, uh, all those episodes will be exclusively on their own feed, which they already are now. But they're still, we're still keeping some here. But we will eventually stop putting the new episodes here. You keep saying here. People don't know where here is. For this those of feed. you who don't know, is that we've split the feeds. They've both been relocated to anchor.fm. We also will not be renewing the top-level domain. Actually, that's already expired. So if you go to try to go to playmypowerpodcast.com, it's not there anymore. We didn't bother to pay for it. Uh, just go to uh, anchor.fm slash... Mike? Uh, well, fuck, now you've put me on the spot. Oh, for crying out loud. I teed it up so nicely for you. 
Anchor.fm. Just go to the Facebook page. Yeah. Michael, put it up there later. You know to find the Facebook page, facebook.com slash playing with power podcast. Very good. Well, thanks everyone for listening. It's been real. Thank you for your Patreon money. We yep, will be running away uh, and spending it on video games. Yeah, you as can is continue to support the show uh, <laughs> if we continue, or you can just forget to cancel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm good with that too. I've already spent mine on Red Dead Redemption Two, which we'll be playing <laughs> in a couple of days. <laughs> you gonna get that with us? Yeah, so you can... Yeah, okay, I finally got it. It's anchorfm.com slash playing-with-power. Huzzah! There it is. And what's nice the, and simple. And so. what's the taste test one? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> you can't just go to your dashboard and see multiple... I have to log out, too, so I can... Oh. oh, really? You can't have multiple shows under one login? No. That's brutal. It's one show per login. That's brutal. Just look for the just look for the feed on uh, iTunes or Stitcher. You know, with Anchor, we, it's out on like nine different media forms. So just look for the taste test, <laughs> retro gaming with flavor. That's it. It's flavor. Yep, and uh, you can check out our Halloween grab bag where uh, Sheldon joined us for talking about horror games for the NES. So we're, uh, this year, the grab bag is filled with treats like Gremlins 2, Ghostbusters 2, and Castlevania 3. Can you do a non-Halloween grab bag where you, where you review horror games that well, has John on Custer- it? I didn't know Custer's Revenge got ported, but if it did... <laughs> You can be sure we'll talk about it. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so thanks for joining us for this shit show. I'm Mike. I'm Ben. And you've been playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power. Wait, that's the outro to Dragon Ball Z.